Welcome to the Self-Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. again and welcome back to the self-love breakfast club it is season two we are dropping two episodes today no it is not your birthday no maybe it's your birthday no it's not christmas it is just a great day because we have two whole episodes for you so today we are talking with sloan elizabeth i'll get into her in a little bit She's another food and body coach. You guys, we talk about food and body on this podcast all the time. Yes, it's about self-love, but food and body is such a crucial part of the whole self-love conversation. And I honestly feel like it's important for me to introduce as many food and body coaches and food and body philosophers as possible because... I mean, not the shitty ones, obviously, but you know, like there are a lot of incredible coaches out there. There are a lot of incredible women out there and there are a lot more people who need them. And so I think it's really important to kind of share each person with you guys that I come across who's incredible because maybe that's going to be a better fit for you. You know, maybe Sloan would be a better fit for you than me or one of the coaches on the XL team. Like that's just how it is. And I would rather you guys have a variety of choices and incredible, incredible women and coaches to choose from, then having to go out there and kind of fend for yourself, I guess, in a way and end up with someone who's just really damaging, shamey, going to starve you. And and a lot of people just don't know better. I think uh, that's something that I've realized in my own journey and having my own coaches, you know, in the very beginning, I didn't know better. Like I just didn't. And I trusted the person I hired because I'm like, well, they're certified. They know what they're talking about. And that's not always how it works out. You know, sometimes people can go and they can get a certification or even a degree in dietetics or whatever and not have your best interests at heart or have this really extreme methodology that ends up being really damaging. I cannot tell you how many no excuses people, I don't know how they're still out there. I really don't. I don't know how these people who are so extreme, this no excuses, go, 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 grind, 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 hardcore humans are even out there and still coaching people, but they are. And I feel like it's my responsibility with my own platform, you know, this podcast, my Instagram, my Facebook, whatever, to really kind of share the best possible people that I come across so that you can just make a better decision for yourself. That's why I have a lot of these sister coaches from my own certification program on the show because I don't believe that it's a competition. Competition isn't a bad thing. It just means that there's enough to go around because there's always going to be people who need us. And so the better options that you have to choose from, the better. So that is why you're going to see a lot in here, a lot of food and body coaches on this program. It is so vital. It is so important in this perspective of holistic health and even just as things change and as things grow and we learn more, then 
the better. So we get more information and all of that information goes to you. So if you would want to work with me or anyone on my team under my philosophy, which is flexible, balanced, and yes, we want you to be successful, but we also want you to be successful a year or two years from now and not necessarily in 30 days and then be back where you started in six months. So we have a really sustainable approach. And right now, as far as nutrition goes, we are having a special. It is $50 off your first month. So go to crystalrose.com slash nutrition and you can find out more there. So yes, we have Sloan Elizabeth. She's a holistic food freedom and body confidence coach who helps women release food fears, restrictions, and rules in order to step into lasting food freedom. She combines a powerful combination of nutritional science and spirituality to help her clients eat with love and intuition. Sloan is also an author, podcaster, yoga teacher, and speaker. She lives in Miami Beach and enjoys swimming in the ocean, finding the best matcha lattes, and reading fiction novels in her free time. All right, guys. So my next guest is a food and body coach, food freedom, because you know how I love that. I love to be free from food (laughs) and all of the restrictions around that. So the more amazing women and coaches that have a similar philosophy, the more I think their voices need to be heard. So I just want to welcome you, Sloan Elizabeth, to the Self Love Breakfast Club. Thank you so much, Crystal, for having me. I'm so excited to dive in. Yeah. So first of all, we have like a little initiation here, GGB, which is goals, gratitude, and badassery. So right now, what are your goals? My goals right now are... I have so many goals at the same time, but one of them actually is to simplify and slow down. (laughs) And just this week, my goal is simply to get eight hours of sleep no matter what. So my goal used to be to be in bed by 10 or go to sleep Mm -hmm. by 1030 and that doesn't happen. (laughs) Since I do work for myself, I realized this week, I'm the only one telling myself I have to wake up at whatever time it is. Like, yes, I have client calls, but those are never that early. So getting eight hours of sleep, no matter what, setting my alarm late, if or quote later than I'd like to, is my goal right now. I love that. I love eight hours of sleep is like my life goal. (laughs) It's just so important. And I had to learn that there are other people that are okay with seven hours. They're okay with six. And I'm just not that. And so I'm done pretending that I'm okay with less than eight. I'm just not. And (laughs) that is a necessity for me. And so I'm implementing it now. Cool. We might, we might circle back to that. So gratitude, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for my space because I moved this year and I really was able to design and curate it the way that I wanted to. And I'm so grateful for all of the connections I've made this year over Zoom, especially, mm-hmm. and just the way that we can still all connect even when it feels really lonely. Yeah. Definitely. And badassery. So basically like something you've you've done recently that you're like proud of or that you think is pretty badass. So this year I really created most of my programs that are in my kind of product suite. So I've been coaching one-on-one for a while, but this year I really hit the ground running to create the courses that will be able to serve thousands of mm. women. And I 
am not a patient person. And so I just kind of hit the ground running. I just built a course and then another course and a membership. And I'm really proud of myself for kind of knocking those out. And now it's time to expand. I love that. Yeah. Saving women. (laughs) (laughs) That's the goal. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about like your food philosophy. So like, where does this come from? Like, what's your like story around food freedom? Because I feel like you don't just like start out that way. (laughs) Right. Totally. It's interesting because sometimes I'll talk to people who have never really heard of food freedom and they're like, I don't really get it. And I've never had an issue with food. So I'm like, okay, then you have food freedom. Like if you don't know what it is and you've never struggled, then don't worry. Like you're chilling. You're good. You're doing fine. (laughs) Exactly. So it really is about like re- learning and rediscovering. I feel like when I coach and when I teach, like, yes, there are nuances and there is expansion and there's more to go into when it comes to food and there's ways to amplify it and have a really stellar relationship with food. But a lot of it is not new stuff. Mm. It's kind of bringing it back to how you ate when you were a child, because I love incorporating nutrition with spirituality. And, Mm. you know, we talk about how animals as well as children have a very thin veil between like this physical earthly world and the spiritual world. And you eat and you behave so intuitively when you're young and you have make-believe friends and you can imagine and you can perhaps communicate with or sense energy or spirits, whatever that looks like. So it's about kind of re-remembering that. Mm -hmm. And when I was struggling with food and body image, it really was that combination of learning the actual science and being a pre-med student and understanding biology and nutrition plus spirituality because it's really never about the food. It's never about about the food. Yeah. (laughs) It's control, it's self-worth. It's fear. And when I started realizing that I had a lot of anxiety and I was really stressed and I was a control freak, spirituality and developing my relationship with my higher self and the universe is what allowed me to take a step back and stop being so controlling and obsessive about just like everything in life. Mm. I was like, okay, that's the root of why I'm also obsessive about food. Yeah. So that's why I think it's so important to not just eat intuitively, meaning eat what you're craving and stop when you're full, but actually <laughs> yeah. like what is intuition? Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's you know it's funny too, because like if we were gonna go off of like what I ate when I was a kid, I would not eat if it wasn't chicken fingers, mac and cheese, grilled cheese sandwiches, or a fluff and nutter. I wasn't eating it. I was like, nope. And I would sit there with my arms crossed and refuse to eat anything that wasn't that. So I can't go back to my childhood. <laughs> right. Well, it's not necessarily about what you were eating as a child, but the fact that you ate what you wanted, you didn't really care what time it was. You didn't care right. what the other people around you were eating. When you were full, you stopped. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I like what you say about the intuition though, because that's 
a lot of the work that I'm doing currently is I'm moving away from the nutrition and because I've been, you know, big on the the macros and food freedom in that respect, because that's where I found my freedom as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, the, the restriction versus YOLO pendulum, I guess you could sure. say. <laughs> and the work that I'm doing now is is focusing on the root for women who have like the hustle and the mm. um, perfectionism and all of that. And it's the same, it's the same shit. Like mm-hmm. whether you not, you take it out on food or the hustle or whatever it may be, there is something deeper that needs to be healed. Completely. And I see this also really often where the control that people have around food does trickle into work and relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll have entire sessions with clients where we don't talk about food at all. We're only talking about work and career and relationships and routine. And they're like, oh my God. Because at first they're like, wait, why are we talking about this? And then it's like (laughs) comes full circle and it's all tied to the self-worth and priorities. That's a big thing. Like, are you prioritizing your work more than your well-being and Mm. why? Because you feel like you have to prove that you're successful. You have to prove that you're worthy and that takes over. And especially I feel like here in America and whenever I go and travel abroad or talk to people in different countries. They're like, you guys work so much. <laughs> yeah. And it's exhausting. I love work. I love working so much. So it's so hard to not, you know, to separate yeah. it. And like, I used to struggle with the hustle, but coming back to center and then realizing that I just really freaking like working and it's okay. But like, there has to be other parts of my life too, to allow myself it's when you're not allowing yourself the joy to do mm-hmm. other things besides work. <laughs> yes, completely. I'm so the same way. And I mean, <laughs> it's the same with food. It's about allowing yourself to actually enjoy food mm-hmm. just because it tastes good. It doesn't, food doesn't have to be productive all the time. Right. Right. It's not that everything you put in your mouth has to be nourishing your cells with vitamins and antioxidants (laughs) and phytochemicals and superfoods. You can be nourishing your body in different ways and just nourishing yourself. So I like thinking about the three different layers, which is the physical body, which is really important, but it's also the mental well-being as well as the spiritual and the emotional well-being. And if you're nourishing your soul with a brownie, that's still productive and you're still worthy of that even if you could have chosen a piece of broccoli instead. Right, an apple. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love that though. Coming from like the fitness world and, and the no excuses life and go, go, go hardcore, like... I just, I, I want nothing to do with that. I haven't for years. And when I see people doing it, it just makes me want to bang my head against the wall. Mm. Cause I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. You can still have the physique you want. You can still have it. And it's like, okay to want that. It's okay to like care about what your physique looks like. I feel like we're, we're swinging in the other direction where it's like, no, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, you can still want that, but you don't have to be hardcore for it. Right. I think that that's something that, makes a lot of people fear food freedom. The fact that if they have food freedom, then they're 
inevitably going to gain weight, which isn't true. Mm -hmm. Or if I have food freedom, then that means that I can't choose the salad if there's an option for a burger. Because if I'm choosing the salad, that means that I must be restricting because it's the quote (laughs) healthy food. And that's completely not true either. (laughs) (laughs) There's no rules. That's the entire point. And I think that so many people feel that they have to prove food freedom. They have to prove it by eating the pizza or they have to prove it by not caring what their body right. looks like. But you can absolutely still have aesthetic goals and physical goals for yourself while still being in this energy of freedom and abundance. And you can still choose the salad without it being restrictive. And you can also choose the pizza just the same. Yeah, because sometimes you just want a good salad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I really believe that the human body likes to eat an abundance of fruits and vegetables and proteins and carbs and fats, and it likes to move. Mm. Like You just feel good. That's how the human body wants to be. Yeah. So it's not about restricting then exercise. Obviously, there is this gray zone and there's rest that's needed and there's also some sort of movement that's needed. Your body's just going to feel better as opposed to sitting all day. Yes. So I think that just like you said, there's the pendulum and some people go far onto either side of like the extremely, quote, healthy kind of going towards the orthorexic or the anorexic phase. Mm. But then there's also the other side, which is like complete abandon, which you don't need either. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's what a lot of people get stuck in for so like one side or the other. Because I mean, that's all I thought existed years ago in my 20s. It was like, you're either restricting and friggin' miserable, but skinny, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm skinny and then, but never quite skinny enough. Cause it was always like, you'd look in the mirror and be like, "Mm -mm, not good enough, not good enough. Mm -hmm. And then, then it would be like, I can't do this anymore. I'm over it. And then the pendulum swing in the opposite direction, complete abandon. And then you gain the weight super duper fast because of course the way that you lost it wasn't sustainable and you know over time. And so and then it was then it was right back to being like, Oh, I wish like when I was skinnier, I just appreciated it more and maybe Mm -hmm. I could have stayed there and then back and forth, back and forth. And so many women get caught in that for decades, like years and years. Yeah, and it is exhausting on yeah. a physical level as well as a mental <laughs> and emotional level. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, because you're always thinking about it. You're always thinking about your choices. You can't sit down and enjoy a meal with another human being and enjoy mm-hmm. the meal with a human being. It is about, right. what am I going to enjoy? Order this? And I was like, oh, how am I going to feel? Mm-hmm. And it's. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why food freedom is so important because, again, it's not about the food, it's about just like, enjoying your life again (laughs) and being able to release some of the brain space so that you can actually focus on the things that do matter and the things that are important. And I also hear from people that there's this fear that when they're learning how to eat intuitively or eat with love and intuition, that's what I like to say, that they're going to be thinking about food more Mm -hmm. and they're going to be focusing on food more because they're on this journey. But that's actually not what happens. Like, yes, as you practice and you uncover and you do the healing, that is where your energy is focusing on. But it's a different sort of focus. Mm. It's not obsessive. And then it just becomes second nature. And this happens all the time where clients are like, 
oh, I didn't realize I had this win until I was thinking about it right now. But the other day, I ate this without checking the calories or Mm. I just went for ice cream and didn't even think about it. And I didn't even realize it was a win until now because it just feels like normal life again. Yeah. And that's the the goal and that's what will happen. So even though you might be deciding to go on this journey and put your energy and focus into your relationship with food, it's not that you're going to be obsessing about it more Mm -hmm. unless you're going about it the wrong way, which hopefully not, (laughs) but really about allowing this ease and this freedom to become second nature. Yeah. Like it gets to be easy. You don't have to make it so difficult and so hard. And and it is hard at first. I mean, I'm in the process of doing intuitive eating right now myself because I just went through this whole program about listening to your body and teaching people to listen more to their bodies, thinking like, I can still count macros. No, Mm. I need to, you know, like I have to be able to be in integrity with myself and do this myself. And I mean, it hasn't been easy because it's just not what I'm used to. And even before when I would be like, okay, I'm not tracking my macros right now. I'd still weigh and measure some stuff, you know, just to ensure I had like the perfect serving. Mm. So to be like, oh, I'm I'm putting my waffle mix, my Kodiak cake mix into a container and I have no idea how much to put, like I'm putting in is like at first, yeah, at first it's kind of a mind fuck, but over time it's just kind of like, it's just it's just food. And and maybe I get a little bit more of something here, but I get a little less of something there because I'm not doing the perfect serving thing. Our bodies are so much smarter than our brains. Mm -hmm. So much smarter. (laughs) And the brain likes to hijack that system. And the brain tries to control everything. And I kind of like thinking about when you go on an airplane you get to be the passenger. You walk on the plane and although you want to know what's happening in the cockpit, perhaps you don't. You sit back and you let the pilot do its job. Yeah. And when it comes to food in your body, your body is the one that knows how to chew, swallow. Like You don't really have to think about it. It knows how to bring everything into the stomach. It knows the exact amount of like bile that you need. It knows the pH. It knows how to move everything through the digestive tract. So it also knows how to deal with what you're giving it, thankfully. like That's mm. something to appreciate and be grateful for. And we don't... you know, Imagine if the entire population of the earth needed 100% perfection with macros and calories and vitamins every single day. Like you needed the exact number of milligrams of vitamin C every day. Then the majority of our planet would be in big trouble. (laughs) And that's actually not the case. Right. And when you give yourself what your body's asking for, it knows how to balance everything out. Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I personally think it's something that, you see like influencers out there on social media being like, I started intuitive eating. And it's like, it's kind of bullshit because I feel like you need guidance in that. Like you really need to learn how to listen to your body when you haven't been for so long, for years and years and years. And you've been listening to the voice in between your ears, Mm -hmm. which like, I like to say that the brain is kind of like, it's kind of like a cab driver that says he knows a shortcut. (laughs) (laughs) 
But he's really just like taking you on a friggin' ride and running up the meter. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll listen to this guy because I don't know him, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I love these analogies, whether you're in a cab or a plane. Yeah. The goal is to let your body be the one in charge. And it can be and is so scary at first. But when you start practicing, you're going to get that proof that, mm. oh, this is actually working. And when you surrender a little piece of control to your higher self, to your body, to the universe, and then it works, that's proof to hold on to. And that's why I really encourage people to keep track of their wins and celebrate every single day because your personal wins are going to be more powerful than like me reminding you of what you Mm. know to be true or like your coach reminding you. When you can look back and say, oh, like, that actually did work for me. I have a nugget of proof that this did work, then that will encourage you to keep going. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I can tell you all day that you're beautiful. <laughs> like, you know, I'll be like, right. you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty. And you're going to be like, thanks. And like, mm-hmm. feel slightly uncomfortable, you know, if you don't feel it yourself. Mm-hmm. But then when you come, you come around to making that discovery on your own, like, oh, wow, I've done a really great job doing this, or I've stuck to this. Yeah. And then it's like, that personal win and it feels really good and you're able to be proud and it's reaffirming and reinforcing and you can keep it going as opposed to like the external, you know? Yeah, completely. It has to come from yourself. And when you kind of see that your highest self in the universe and all these like divine entities really are a part of your body, that's what you can kind of lean into and trust that it's not all you. It doesn't have to be your brain calculating and figuring everything Mm. out. (laughs) You can actually rely on some support from your body. You don't have to be the only one. You don't have to be the sole proprietor of the control, I kind of like to say. You can (laughs) delegate a little bit to your body, delegate to the universe or source spirit, whatever you like to think about and just see how it feels when you allow things to be simple and just allow your body to do its thing and maybe even start with like a 48-hour experiment. You know, say for the next 48 hours, I'm not going to track, I'm not going to measure, I'm just going to see what happens. And if I hate it, then I can go back to those things again. Yeah, you can always you can always go back. So, like, what do you do when you have a bad day? Because, like, we all have them. Yes, um, <laughs> we all <laughs> have them, and we all fall into our shit now and then. So, like, what do you do to like get out of that if you feel yourself, yeah. you know, kind of going into the old behaviors and stuff? Totally. So, at this point, with food, it's like so second nature that my bad days are usually body image mm-hmm. and less about like restricting. And so I find that for me, something that I love teaching and implementing is like zooming out because when I'm hyper-focused on the thing that I'm self-conscious about, it's like you're totally zoomed in. You can't stop staring at your stomach or your thighs or the ones that or your arms, whatever it is. And so as soon as you kind of like take a step back, zoom out and consciously focus on your entire body as one energetic entity, when you kind of take in like your aura, even if you can't see those colors, but like your energy and your vibration and actually look at your eyes and look at your entire body and your soul, it's like, oh, that's what matters and that's what's important. And your body will always change. It looks different Mm -hmm. from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. It looks different depending (laughs) on where you're at in your hormonal cycle. 
the only constant is that it will change. So when I'm hyper-focused on something that I feel like is changing or it looks bigger, it looks smaller, there's a pimple, whatever it is, I try to zoom out as fast as I can from that thing that I'm feeling insecure about or feeling fearful about and instead look at the more constant thing, which is me as an entire spiritual entity, Mm. my entire presence. Because when you ground down in those more constant things, then you're not going to be on the roller coaster so much. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I feel like body image is such a like, it's so weird how we can look in the mirror like one minute to the next and see different things or feel different things about our body. (laughs) Like Totally. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Especially, you know, when stuff's going wrong or you're stressed about things, like I will look in the mirror and be like, ew, and it has nothing to do with how I look. It's like the, my feelings on the inside, like they're translated to my reflection in the mirror. And it's so weird. It's like, why am I looking in the mirror and thinking that I look gross? Like, oh, because I'm stressed out about this that, and the other thing and I'm not mm. dealing with that. And then I'm taking it out on myself. Like our poor bodies, like we just take it out on it all the time and it loves us so much. I know. And the faster you can kind of realize the root, then mm. you can do something about it. Like awareness is always the first step. Because if you're not aware that it's happening, then you can't change the thing that is happening. Yeah. So kind of zooming out and realizing, oh, wait, this is what's actually going on. Or this is actually the truth that I know. Or this Mm -hmm. is the affirmation that I journaled about this morning. And just coming back to your center is the first place to start. And then you can do the shifting and the changing and choose the new thought. But you can't choose the new behavior or thought until you are aware that the old one is happening. Yeah. If you know better, you do better, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. I like that. So you're so adorable too. I like wish this was video because you're so cute. (laughs) 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 I hope you guys can feel how cute she is, like just by her voice. (laughs) So Sloan, we like to end things on a quote. So is there like a quote in your life that you kind of like live by or maybe something you just like have been feeling lately that you want to share with us? Yeah, I am looking above my computer because I have a few of my favorite affirmations on sticky notes that I look (laughs) at throughout the day. And so one that's really resonating with me right now is my success is inevitable. Oh, I love that. So yeah. And you can play success with any word. So with some clients recently, we've been talking about the fact that their peace is inevitable or their freedom is inevitable. And you might not know exactly when it's going to happen. You might not know where or how that's up to the universe, but you know, okay, this is inevitable. So I actually don't have to worry about it. And that just always helps me like take a breath and just like chill. That's so good. Like it's already happened. It's done. Yeah. Done. (laughs) Boom. No worries. (laughs) So where can we find you? We're out there. (laughs) Yes. So I'm mostly on Instagram and it's at Sloan Elizabeth. And then my website is Sloan-Elizabeth.com. And that's where I hang out and I have a lot of free guides there as well. I'm on TikTok, but I don't really know how I feel about it. So (laughs) none of us do. (laughs) Yeah. But Instagram is usually where I'm at. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. I just, I, I say this all the time. You guys hear me say this all the time. I think the more amazing coaches we have out there, the more women who are dedicated to helping other women break free from this food and body bullshit, the better. And so I really appreciate you and I appreciate you coming in here and just like sharing your perspective with us. Thank you. I totally agree with all of that. Thank you so much for having me on. This is so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self-Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.